You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm Kristen Maxwell, and in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. Today, I am really excited. I am going to be talking to Dr. Ron Dalrymple about tapping into your super mind with quantum field psychology. Dr. Dalrymple is a licensed psychologist with a special interest in helping people tap into the true, higher, seldom understood powers of the mind. He is the author of four best-selling books and also produced a best-selling film about quantum field psychology called Paradise Found 2015. He recently released a new film, The Endless Question, which I will most certainly be asking him about. So Dr. Ron, welcome to your superpowered mind. Well, thank you, Chris, and great to meet you. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been looking forward to doing your show very much. Thank you. Me too. Really, yeah, your, your, yeah. Your, your stuff is interesting. So, well, thank you. Yeah. My uh, my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover as the result of mastering your mind? Well, this all started back when I was a kid working at NASA. I went there at 17 years old. I was majoring in math and physics at the University of Maryland, working at NASA part-time to pay my way through college. By 19, I started taking psychology classes, and I discovered that you could explain many of the major theories of psychology with math and physics, especially topological mathematics and quantum physics. So my, my superpower there, I guess, is really the ability to abstract, take many theories and go to a higher level to pull out the essence of each one and create a whole new super theory or super theory of mind, which, of course, involves a concept of supermind. We all have within us a supermind or a higher power that we can access. And by accessing that supermind, we have we can do many, many amazing things. And I had Jonathan Levy on your show. He did a great job of talking about super memory and super learning. I used to teach that type of thing when I was teaching college at Maryland for a number of years. We also can do incredible things, I think, uh, when we access that higher power within us. And we all have it. And we all have that ability. And I love your show because you're focusing on this, and it's a very important thing to the world. Thank you very much for what you're doing. Well, thank you, and thank you for going and figuring it out. And because what I love is trying to, is getting to talk to you, people like you, who think about life on a whole different level. And what I want to do is try to understand it and help break it down so people of us who are not working at NASA at age 17 (laughs) can understand it. Right. And, and employ that. So what, you know, you're talking about a whole new super theory of mind, a super mind. And how did you, what, what abstract idea did you come up with? I mean, how did you get to that? Uh, great, great question. Great question. I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. But yeah, actually I was at NASA one day in November of 1969. I was in my junior year at Maryland. I just started taking, I guess, my second class in psychology, which was about personality theory. And I was walking to my dormitory at the University of Maryland. It's in the evening. It was a cold, you know, dark November night. The wind was blowing outside. And I asked a faithful question, can you explain the different theories of psychology with mathematics? And I was in psych- and physics. I was hit by a thunderbolt, a tsunami of ideas where I saw that the mind is an energy field which transcends the physical brain and projects through space as a waveform, much like electromagnetic energy that interacts with matter 
in terms of particles, that can also explain manifestation, thought transference, all the many things referred to in so-called psychic phenomena. So there might be a way to explain that scientifically, I thought, and I told many folks about this. I told some scientists at NASA about this. Most of them laughed at me. One guy said, you should go live in California. <laughs> but there was a great physicist there who said, you know what? You really should go research that. So I did. That was over 50 years ago. So I've been looking at this for a long time. I eventually traveled the world, studied a lot of different uh, philosophies and so forth and languages and people. Went back to grad school, got my doctorate in psychology. And then saw over the years probably 22,000 patients. And then also taught 15 different courses for Maryland to really understand a whole field. They wrote the book in 2004 called Quantum Field Psychology. But the problem is it puts in terms of too much math and physics and all that. And most folks weren't really enthralled by that. So I said, well, we've got to make movies. So I went back to film school, went to screenwriting school. We've been producing films ever since that. And the most recent film, a documentary, is called The Endless Question, which tries to make it easy. We tie into thoughts of Nikolai Tesla. He made a lot of comments about once we start to exp explore the energy aspects of mind, we'll make more progress in humankind in 10 years than we've made in all history before us. I think he was right because it opens up all kinds of avenues about how the mind really works. In other words, the brain is not supernal to the mind. It's the other way around. The mind is superior to the brain and transcends the physical brain and also transcends the physical body, so which means it also transcends this physical life we're in, which also implies, of course, many spiritual aspects. So this is truly a bridge theory between spirituality and science, connecting the two up. So it's really kind of a shocking thing. We call it mind shock in our podcast. Uh, it does shock a lot of people. But that really is the essence of it, is that it started as, as wave theory and actually matter as particles. That was the original thought. Okay, boy. So you've got a lot, you've got a lot there to try to break down. And, and so what you're going back, so the mind is superior to the brain. Yes, How do you exactly. distinguish the mind from the brain? Well, the usual theories are that the mind is a subset of the brain. We have the biochemical theory. Most theories think that they make the assumption that it's all part of the physical world. But I really think that the mind transcends the brain. It explains out-of-body experiences, astral projection, psychic phenomena, thought transference. I'll bet you know folks in your life where you'll be thinking something or thinking about this person and the phone rings or you get a letter in the mail or an email. Many people experience you know, minds connecting back and forth. Very often spouses might have that or a parent and child or siblings will have it or very close friends where they pick up each other's thoughts and feelings. So I think we are really connected to each other. So we're all connected to each other by energy fields and to a higher source as well. And that truly is one of the greatest secrets of the universe. So we're all really connected. And in our theory, quantum field psychology, we show how it makes perfect sense that you can connect the two together. We show by topological mathematics and so forth, how one mind projects to another. We explain in terms of the mathematics of that. It all ties into also quantum concepts as well. So we're trying to make it scientific, but also simple. And that's been a real problem, how to reduce it down to make it easy for everybody to understand. That's been a real task. Yes, yes, because, I mean, really what you're talking about is something that's so, it's paradigm shifting. It's not yes. the way most of us think at right. all, which is why even just using the term supermind is is good because it, it, I first was talking about thinking this, you're tapping into your higher self. Well, we have an idea of that, but when we when we have this idea that we have a super mind that even is above that, it sort of shifts the brain a little bit or how we're looking at it. So, yes. so I think that's good. You know, we do have to go 
to okay. a break. Can sure. you let people know where they can find more about you and your films and your work? Yes, thank you very much. Our, our film, The Endless Question, is free on Amazon Prime, so folks can find it there. And our books are also on Amazon. They're on Kindle as well, so they really don't cost much. The first book is called Eight Days of Creative Power. The second is The Inner Manager, which is a short course in mind development itself. The next is called I Love You, God, which helps people tune into the idea there's a divine presence inside us. The last is called, of course, Quantum Field Psychology. They're all on, on Amazon. And awesome. the film's on Amazon Prime, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Thank you so much. And hang on, everybody. When we uh, come back from this short break, I'm going to deep dig a little bit deeper and what it would be like and how we ourselves can maybe start to look into tapping into our own superminds. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. And we want to thank each of you for making Superpower Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking to Dr. Ron Dalrymple. And we're talking about the supermind and the this idea of quantum field psychology. And I always want to know, so I've got somebody listening. I've got myself. I'm going through my daily life. I want to experience something different. I realize I'm doing something. I'm driving myself crazy. I'm in my head. And you're talking about this idea of a supermind. Is that something that only certain people can tap into, or is this something that everybody can? Yes, everybody can tap into it. We all have that connection, and it's always there inside us. You might think of it as like a tiny spark of very powerful light or energy inside all of us, which can be awakened and then brought forth into our lives like a roaring flame of energy. So it's kind of like having a nuclear reactor inside us. So we have to be very careful how we develop that. We have to use it properly, not to harm other people. But everybody can develop those powers and those abilities by their awareness, by concentration, by meditation, and by thinking about throughout the day, as you mentioned, you're you're driving down a road, whatever. We don't want to focus on the lower mind or the ego so much, which is full of fears and anxieties and guilt, but think, well, I'm perceiving the world through that higher mind. The higher mind is always there, always talking to us. We listen to that still, small voice within. It's always there trying to communicate to us. One key, of course, is to relax, calm down, slow down, take it easy, to allow that higher mind to project energy down to the ego mind. In fact, you might think of it as a download from the superconscious mind or the supermind down to the conscious mind or the ego mind, where it actually actually replaces eventually the ego mind. So think of the various avatars through history, we're able to access those higher powers and bring incredible aspects of that to the world. There's also, uh, in the world of science, somebody very interesting who did this, and also in the world of music. In science, it was Nikolai Tesla, 
but the ability to tap into that world of abstract thought where germinal ideas exist. He's able to create, for example, an electric motor in his mind's eye and run it for months to see where the friction was, how it was wearing down. He could create and produce it in the real world, the physical world, perfectly the way he'd visualize it, and it would work perfectly. Another person who accessed that supermind or the abstract world of thought was Mozart. Mozart could stand there and just listen to the celestial spheres of music, it's often referred to, and write down note for note an entire symphony, write down, just imagine this, writing all the music for every instrument for an entire symphony, note for note, just hearing it in his mind's ear, as it were, in a world of abstract thought. So these people could just access it, they either learn by early childhood, by intense study and concentration, in order to access those powers within them. Whereas other scientists, like, for example, Edison, would do things by trial and error, not by direct contact with those higher lights. Mozart, compared to Beethoven, Beethoven would also do trial and error type composition, whereas Mozart just saw directly and could transcribe it. Does that all make sense? Yes, it does. Of course, as you say that, then I'm like, well, that just means that there are very certain people who are born with this gift. But when, when you started... It was sort of like, we can all learn how to do this. We can all learn how to tap into it. Right. And, yes. and so how, what do you recommend so that people do to start opening up into this possibility of their very own super mind and their own connectedness? There are many different ways. Some folks do it simply by having faith, having a very, I mean, it's a very powerful will and strong emotional faith or love for the, for the concept. If you love the idea, have faith in the idea that you have a much greater source working through you, it helps to activate that source and begins to connect with your conscious mind much more directly. Other folks do it through meditation, through deep relaxation. You also do it through self-hypnosis, a very powerful way to take yourself down through stages of the mind where you go deeper and deeper and deeper, where you can access the subconscious mind, and then beneath that or actually beyond that is the superconscious mind or supermind where you have this huge infinite resource of energy available to you. And that's not really that hard to do. In fact, I, I took a course a few years ago with Silva Mind Control. Did a very good job of that. They take you down to what's called the alpha state of deep relaxation. We practice this for several days. And then the last day, you'd have a partner to work with, and each person would make a list of somebody they knew. We give the other person, not the name, well, the first name of the person plus where they lived and how old they were. The other person would go into alpha and then could tell you exactly what medical problems that person had. We had like a 93% hit rate in that class. I'm not kidding. So everybody in the class learned to go to a deeper state and be intuitive enough to tell what a total stranger's medical problems were. That was pretty phenomenal and direct proof that these techniques do work. Wow. That, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, so what changed for you? Like when you started to – to discover this and understand it, did it change how you experienced life? Yes, absolutely, because my first plan was to stay at uh, NASA for some 35 years and be a physicist, mathematician, which would have been a very easy life. NASA was a great place to work because it combined idealism with pragmatism. So it was a very idealistic place. We're all trying to put a man on the moon and whatnot. So great ideals, but also very pragmatic in how we went about it. And it's a really powerful unity of people working together. I was just amazed by it because they, they treated me at 17 years old like an equal. I was just a kid starting college. They treated me with respect as an equal. I couldn't believe it. So it was a total change for me to, like that. And then 
I discovered this new theory that set me off in a whole new direction on a much more difficult path, kind of like the road less traveled by M. Scott Peck. I'm sure you heard of his book, Psychiatrist, where we went on a much more difficult path to discover something new. I could have stayed at NASA, it would have been a nice, easy life, but this changed everything. I traveled the world and went back to grad school in psychology and then worked in this field ever since, working on this theory. So it's been much more difficult, lots of opposition, lots of sabotage. You can imagine a lot of folks don't want to hear this professional world because, like you said earlier, it's a huge paradigm shift and it shocks a lot of people and upsets them. So we still get rebuke at times and attacks and that, but I really don't care at this point. I'm very used to it. It's just a matter of pressing on and trying to bring these ideas to the world to help share them with beautiful folks like yourself and your audience. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, do you yourself, are you able to connect to people? Do you feel connected? Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really fascinating. Having done psychotherapy for so many years with so many people, what happens is I first connect with them in an empathic type way. So that goes back to Carl Rogers and his work, client-centered therapy, where you make an empathic bond with people. You give them unconditional positive regard, which is you give them respect and more of a spiritual type love as a human being, let me know you're there to help them. You're really there to help them. That creates a very powerful connection. So over time, you become much more intuitive. So you find yourself reading people in an incredible degree. It's not just the, the body motions, you know, the blink of an eye, the turn of a head, they move their arm or their foot or something like that. It's in consult therapy. But you actually start picking up much more of their feelings and their thoughts even. So you can read them very, very carefully. You also, I often don't tell folks this because it makes them much more self-conscious. But you often can read people, of course, as soon as you meet them, far more than they realize or want. So you're not always invited to parties. You say, yes, they don't want you there. So I'm with that guy here, you know. But it it does make you much more intuitive, definitely, and uh, much more empathic. And that itself is a healing power, which then leads into, if I might, another superpower that we all have within us. And that, I know folks talk about this, that is a supreme power of love, a very powerful, unconditional love for other people, and for all being because the power of love is very healing it's very soothing it's energizing heals our own bodies helps other people lifts the whole world up in many powerful ways so that definitely is a superpower we all have the superpower of, of spiritual love yes yeah that that is a, a beautiful um description and you know one thing though that i i deal a lot of my clients they're starting out not from a place of faith right they want of faith. They're yearning. Well, they're yearning for peace. Um, they don't know what they're yearning for, but I, it is the this spiritual connection. When you have people like that, when you yourself come across, where do you what do you suggest they do that they think about? What do you what can you tell them to give them, I, I guess almost hope? Right. Well it depends. Well we tell I often start with very positive thinking, how to think positive, how to see the positive in all things, how to have an attitude of gratitude, how to approach every day as a, a new experience, a new adventure, how not to dwell upon negative thoughts. We teach them thought stopping. So we're going to shift them off the negative thinking and feeling. And that, that itself can be difficult because they have inertia in many cases towards that and don't want to shift. So we, we don't try to you know force any ideas upon people. I've talked to another, another psychiatrist the other day or actually I'm a psychology psychiatrist, about this very idea. So if somebody is an atheist or an agnostic, we're not trying to force any ideas upon them. But when I talk about faith, they can have faith in, for example, the supreme power of love. 
or faith and hope. They don't want to believe in a higher power. That's, that's up to them, of course. But they can have faith in the fact that they can get well, they can get better. It's really up to them, and they must take responsibility for that because each person has to do the work themselves. You know, we can help them get there. We can help show them the way, but they must do the actual work and expend the effort. And once they start to get that and they feel the empathic connection and so forth, many people will go on that journey with you. Yeah. And I like that is almost that question of what do you have faith in? Just even starting there, what is the feeling of faith? What is that connection like? And and then going from there. Well, so maybe, maybe this is not a fair question, but what is the endless question? (laughs) Well, okay. No, that's a great question. The endless question is a question that, you know, who are we? Why are we here? Where do we come from? So we get into in the, the two-hour documentary by that title, kind of an exploration of who we are as beings upon this planet. We interview a number of luminaries in the field about the concepts of quantum field psychology. And we also tie into thoughts of Nikolai Tesla and so forth. The idea being that we do have a higher presence inside us. We can access that higher presence, as I mentioned before, bring it forth into our lives to accomplish amazing things. It totally changes our lives when we realize we are a greater being, and we have, I think we each have a mission upon this earth. I'm sure your mission is to communicate with people, to help people, to lift them up. You're doing a great job of that. And some of your people who call in, you interview, are doing the same thing. That I think we all have the mission to try to raise the planet up, try to transform the conscious. And part of that is from tribal thinking to much more of a universal consciousness. Because as you can see, the world now is torn apart by tribal thinking, by dissension, people fighting, there's all kinds of rioting going on, all kinds of negative things. And part of this what people are saying, of course, from your group and others, is we need to connect, unite at a higher level, and unite the world. And I think really if that power of love really is a key ingredient to that. Not dissension or hatred or chaos, but love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, you know, I mean, this is even going, this is going back sort of to your older work, mm-hmm. you know, with, mental blocks and that sort of thing. Like what kind of blocks do you find that people have that get in the way of their, of their tuning into this power, the superpower, the super mind, you know, just these ideas. That's another great question. It really is. You're really on top. I'll tell you a great question because we talk about thought, emotion, fixations in the mind where the person fixates upon various delusional or false beliefs and then powers those with very strong emotions, which then creates a block in the mind. Like, I can't do this. I'm no good at that. Or some folks have very low self-esteem. They think, I'm no good. And sometimes they're taught that in childhood, of course, by abusive parents or siblings or neighbors or whatever. And some folks fixate upon these negative ideas. And it becomes part of a constellation of consciousness or the ego mind that really is a, the substrate, as it were, of the ego mind which then is like a cloud of confusion around the person. They see the world in through a glass darkly as Shakespeare, or actually Sir Francis Bacon, many people wrote those works, was saying that we see the world through that, that, that cloud of confusion. And because of what's called a self-fulfilling prophecy, we tend to project onto the world through that cloud. And then we see what we're thinking already. So believing is seeing, as Wayne Dyer very well said. Mm-hmm. So what we believe to be true, we think is true, even though it's just our projection coming back to us. So what we need to do is learn how to release those, let go of those. Often we have to release the emotions which underlie those. So we do a complete history of the person, of course, and find out what the emotions are they're fixated upon, which causes them to believe those false 
beliefs. We help them to see beyond them, to release them, and let you get rid of those so you can see the world much more clearly. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It, it does. And it's this idea that we, you know, that we, so much of us, like you said, we believe there's this, what you see is what's true. But what you learn when you start playing with your thoughts and your mind and all these ideas is that you really do see what you believe. And one of the exercises that I do, it's a very rudimentary exercise, but it's very powerful, which is if there's another belief that you are trying to prove other than I'm no good, how do you find the evidence? Like actively going out and finding the evidence in the world because your brain is so used to only seeing the evidence that says, you know what, I'm a piece of, of no good person. <laughs> right, exactly, sure. Well, yeah. one thing we, we often encourage folks to do is to get out and don't focus on yourself, but focus on other people. Take the attention off yourself, stop worrying about yourself, thinking yourself down. Focus on other people and go out of your way to do very small acts of kindness, like you hold the door for somebody, or you let somebody go first, or you're simply polite to somebody, or you simply say hello to somebody. It's amazing that can have a profound effect upon a person who's depressed, feeling lonely, cut off, they might have gone through a traumatic event or lost somebody in their life. So just having a very try to have a very positive, cheerful attitude. You might say, try an experiment. For the next 30 days, try to think positive at all times. Try to have an attitude of gratitude. Try to keep emotions of joyfulness and harmony at all times as best you can. Do thought stopping when the negative emotions come up. And also try to keep the emotions and thoughts as positive as you possibly can. And then see what happens. We don't want to do the opposite and say, try to think negative for a month because if we do that, it could be a catastrophe, of course. Mm -hmm. But once they do that, they often go, yeah, you're right, that really does work. It really does change things. It changes how they feel and the change how people react towards you. Because if you smile at other people, you're kind to them, some will ignore you. Some might be negative back, but a lot of them are positive back to you. And some like light up, you know, like a, like a light bulb. Wow, because somebody spoke to me. They're nice and they return to feeling. And then it helps them to sort of work on their self-image and their self-esteem. And a big aspect of doing therapy really has getting to do getting to that point. Who do they think they are? Who do they feel they are within? How are they mistreated or neglected in childhood, which produce that state of mind? So our job is helping get beyond that and create something totally different because the mind is so creative and so powerful with the use of imagination and will that we can create whatever we want to. We often create chaos and negative thoughts and delusions. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Yes, it's true. And one of the things that I love with people is when you've grown up with an idea of that, you know, this is the bad way that things go when I do this sort of thing, is there's not even an opening or a picture in your head of a different alternative of what would it look like for things actually to work out and really creating that picture in the head, because it then starts to shift your energy and what's possible and starts to change. It's very funny. It sounds almost too simple, except it's not. <laughs> right. <laughs> it sounds yeah. simple, but, but it's hard to do. You're right. It's difficult to get folks to change that, but I think it's a great technique to have them use the imagination and try to visualize what would your life be like if you change this or if you change that. So I say, well, I can't do that. It's impossible. But they try and start to take that first step. It'll often lead to much greater results because the key is we have to put responsibility back on their shoulders. They have to do the work. We just help them get there. And they have to be willing to take that journey. If they're not referred, like if somebody's referred to you, say, uh, 
by a court system, doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to cooperate, you're probably not going to make a whole lot of progress. But if they want to be there, they want to grow, they want to expand their life and so forth, then hopefully they will take that journey and make a lot of progress. Yeah, no, that really, it really is true. And it's, it's, it's deciding that you are going to do something differently. Sorry, there's my dog barking. That's okay. That's We're okay. all home. We're all home these days. So that's right. That's right. Yeah. Are too. That's okay. They're welcome. Yeah. Wow. Well, so we are almost out of time. Is there, what is something that you would want, you know, that I didn't ask that you would want people to know if they're new to this, all these ideas and are really wanting to open up into finding a different piece. Well, I would say it's something you mentioned earlier, that is to have hope, to develop a concept of hope and realize that they can change, they can transform their lives, because we each can go through a transformation really of consciousness from a lower state of mind to a much higher state of mind. We can get rid of the ego mind full of fear, anxiety, and guilt and so forth, and raise up to a much higher state. We also have much more energy to be a very creative, ebullient kind of person where you can live your life in a much more beautiful way, a loving type way, and put the past behind you. So the point is everybody can do it, but they have to want to do it and they want to try. And that's, that's the key is really to try and take that first step. Yes, yes. And then it's a little bit like it's kind of deciding every day. Today I'm gonna I'm gonna do it differently again. I'm gonna shift again. I'm gonna select that's, again. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like that, that's what Paul said in one of his uh, phrases that every day is a constant renewing of his mind. That each person must renew their mind every day and kind of transform how you think and how you feel. So you're constantly growing and constantly expanding as life those various experiences and challenges at us. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, so what I'm actually, I'm going to ask you one more question. You know, as we're recording this, there is a lot in the world that's unsettled right now with coronavirus and the elections and racial, you know, do you have an opinion on that? Or do you see that in a bigger context? And how do you suggest people look at that from your point of view? Yes, there's a lot of chaos in the world, a lot of politics going on right now with these various issues. And if you look back through history, through the history of the world and whatnot, there always has been a lot of chaos, dissension, problems, people fighting each other. Like I mentioned earlier, I think part of the journey is to leave behind us the tribal thinking, the sense of opposition of ego fighting ego, a group fighting group, and work more towards the fact that we're all connected to each other by these various energy fields and work towards creating a one. It sounds very idealistic. I think we really can't do it. It's going to take time. We need to reconnect up and understand that we're all part of each other and part of a higher energy and that our ultimate goal for the planet is to transform the planet into that higher state. And we must do that because the world is in chaos and with nuclear weapons and that sort of thing out there, I think we really have to do that. And we created this theory because it integrates all prior theories together, but also has implications for different religious beliefs that these are the key, we should have key concepts of various religions around the world as also being universal. So they're all tied together, but as humankind's ego, which made different religions, we have different universities, different political parties, often based upon the history and also the evolution of various egos. But if we get beyond ego to that higher state, that's what it takes to really transform the world. So it's going to take yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. And really what it, what it comes down to is just this idea of love, of love for humans. We're all human. Yes, exactly. 
pure pure love and acceptance of all people, all creatures, uh, animals, plants, I mean, all of nature. The more you can foster that feeling of love all the time for yourself and other beings, that itself is a very powerful energy field which helps you succeed in life and helps you to help others as well to lift them up and lift the whole world up. Yeah, it really does. And sorry, I keep needing to stop, but I'm not. Is Again, that love for self is listeners. One of the things that I just know from working with so many people is you're, you're, I'm guessing that your way of, of dealing with things about you that you don't like about yourself is not with love and compassion that's beating yourself up and pushing. And even just try on this idea of loving yourself and that you love yourself enough to take an action, not because you want to push yourself. It's because you love, you love who you are. Anyway, it's just, it's a, one of those ideas. I think you're right. Yeah. Take the first step. Yeah. Yeah. So um, please, Dr. Ron, remind everybody where, what, do you have a website that they can go to to find one place where all are your books and movies are and all that? Yes, the website we're constantly rebuilding to try to make it better. It's uh, Dalrymple2.com. That's kind of a strange name. It's Dr. Ron Dalrymple. They can also Google that and pull the name up. It's D-A-L-R-Y-M-P-L-E. But they can go to Amazon Prime to find our films, to our documentary, The Endless Question. That's free on Amazon. Their books are also on Amazon. Again, that's Eight, eight Days of Creative Power which are releases dynamic ways to bring forth your creative abilities. The next book is The Inner Manager, which is a short course in mind development itself where you develop like the superpowers of memory and learning like what Jonathan was talking about. The next book is I Love You, God, to help awaken that spiritual concept within. Then, of course, Quantum Field Psychology, which is a scientific theory which expresses the mind as an energy field. Wow, that's great. I encourage everybody to go check all of these things out. We'll put um, links to your website for sure in the show notes. So people can just click on that too. Thank uh, you very thank much. You, thank you so much for being here today and, and sharing your viewpoint and um, doing your part to really help raise us all up and connect us all. Thank you, Kristen, very much. It's been a great honor and pleasure to be here. Thank you to all your listeners, and I uh, really enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And listeners, I appreciate you for showing up for yourself. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 